Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. You are listening to Galaxy Talk Radio. I'm your co-host, Corey Jeffrey Sr., and this is Soul Vibrations with co-host Dr. Nana Kwaku, brought to you by T25CL Entertainment, a global music and film distribution company. As we move towards the 25th century, learn about us and how to collaborate with us or be a part of this movement by visiting our website at wwwt 25 cl.com where uh, again every Monday at 7:30 Pacific Standard Time, 10:30 if you're in the Midwest. Um, I mean, I'm uh, sorry, 9:30 in the Midwest and 10:30 on the East Coast, you can listen to Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Tuesday, Straight Talk with the Hired Brush, Barbara McGee. Wednesday, Visit Rosalind's Corner with Rosalind Jordan Mills. Again, Thursday. Uh, CJ and Dr. K, Dr. Nana Kwaku, Soul Vibrations every Thursday. And then lastly, Friday, get the keys to the kingdom with Sandra Keys. Now, if you know anyone, male or female, or veterans who are reentering society and are in need of gainful employment or a place to stay, contact the Jeffries Peace Project at 510 691 Seven zero nine zero. You can also go to Corey's Good News, and that's C O R Y with a Z after it. Corey's Good News at Gmail dot com. If you are, if you're, you or your family struggling with personal issues, there's also Family Solutions Inc. with Dr. Nana Kwaku, clinical psychologist. His um, contact numbers are seven zero seven six three one. 0276. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kwaku. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, brother, and, uh, you know, happy to be be here again. And welcome all of our listeners, from whether you're from Africa or from Europe or New York Russia. City, Chicago, mm-hmm. Russia, it doesn't matter, because the issues that we're talking about are going to affect the whole world. One one day soon, you know, we as as people who once ruled the world will rise up and be rulers of the world again, and that is the only time when real justice will will return to the scene of the crime. And I say return to the scene of the crime because America is a crime that's being exhibited on people every day, and and that that's evidence of that was the the incident we just had up at Dakota where they tried to run the Native Americans off their land so they could dig in the ground and, and exploit oil out of there without giving them the benefit of it. So, And I was so mm-hmm. proud of the way uh, all of our people, African soldiers and everybody stood together and whatever. They did get a temporary stay, but we know that Obama's going to be leaving in about eight more days and Trump and them are going to overturn that stuff. And and I think it's, you know, which it doesn't matter to me because the, the reality of it is 
is that we need to start operating as a unit. We need to come together, Mexicans, Blacks, Puerto Ricans, whatever you are. We need the Asians. All of us need to come together and start to support each other. Historically, African, African people in America have been supporting everybody else. It's time now for us to, to bring our community together and, and really start to think in terms of the 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 organization that Malcolm started just before he got killed, the uh, OAAU, which was the Organization for African American Unity. And I, I hesitate to use uh, African American because I I just don't see us as being Americans. And what is American? Americanism is a, is a uh, is a label, is a citizenship thing. Well, if we are not receiving all of the benefits of the so-called great America, why should we refer to ourselves as Americans? You know, I'm a black man in America trying to find a way to leave a legacy, you know, for for my family, for my kids, my grandkids. And that's what we all want to do. We, you know, we don't want to just go out here and make money because the reality of it is if we wanted to make money and we didn't care how we made it or who we stepped on, any of us can make money. So that, that's mm-hmm. not the issue because we already know, and I'm, we've had this conversation before about how $850 billion go through the African community in America. And if, if some of that money stayed in the community, we'd be the 10th largest country on the planet. So... Money is not the issue, it's unity. We need to think, start thinking with African psychology. I think Amos Wilson stated it better than anybody. He said, the worst thing in the world is an African man with a, with a European brain. We need to change that, and that's, that's what needs to take place. And this is what the chief always talks about, mindset. We can't change a mindset when we're putting in the same information. It's time to change that dynamic. Go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree with you, Dr. Kwaku. And let me ask you, too, also, again, while <clears throat> while uh, we're talking about healing our community uh, as African people, um, Family Solutions, uh, the Anger Management Group, how do we get in touch with you? What's your email address, your contact information, your website for that, for the people who are listening? Oh, okay. My uh, my website is www.noangernoviolence.org. And, uh, you know, my phone number, once again, is 707-631-0276. We don't just do anger management. We do domestic violence. We also do family therapy, individual therapy, uh, you know, uh, anything that people need in the realm of, of, of behavior and mental health. We work with those issues. And we do it from an Afrocentric perspective because I've I've worked in this field for 35 or 40 years, more than that, and I have not been realized and I have not been seeing our people being real or getting well. Spend their whole lives going back and forth in and out of mental health clinics and taking medication. We are, are geared toward to move people toward real health, real benefits. And, Hello? I'm sorry. Continue, Dr. Kwaku. Yes. We're working to get people healthy again, spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. physically, psychologically. That is our goal mm-hmm. and objective. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you call Family Solutions, Inc., just know that it is a we deal with all the issues that are totally 
totally in the perspective of, of, of holistic health. You know, we want yeah. people to be yeah. healed because when people get healed, not only will they get healed, they will also join the ranks of a T25CL, Jeffers Peace Project, Family Solutions, Inc., and we'll collaborate, and that collaboration is going to grow because the more people that we heal and bring back to life, the more people we're going to have fighting on our side. Certainly, certainly. What's your email address too, Dr. Kwaku? Oh, my email is uh, Ninana Kwaku, F-N-I-N-A-N-A-K-W-E-K-U, at Comcast.net. And, uh, you know, okay. we also do, we also do uh, you know, like anger management through the counseling through email. You know, when people, we only, we charge a minimal amount for people who can't afford to come to classes. They can email me. They can pay through PayPal. It's safe. And, uh, you know, we will work with anybody. And we, we do travel. Uh, although the, right now I'm centrally located in Solano County. We do go to Contra Costa County, Alameda County, and Sacramento County. So anyone within the, who has a cell phone, or a computer can reach us. We're we at your disposal, uh-huh. and we and our total objective is about bringing the community back together again. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's great. That's good. That's good. Well, um, as as everyone knows, we're getting even that much closer to uh, to um, this new administration taking hold, and and it seems like almost every day there's some there's some new things that are going on uh, in preparation. Uh, you know, they, they have they're, they're uh, working on uh, uh, Donald Trump's cabinet, and you know, we've talked in the past about the about the um, uh, people that he's aligning his administration up with, the types of people, you know, people mm-hmm. with no experience, no experience from what it looks like. You know, when you mm-hmm. when you're dealing with the Environmental Protection Agency and, you know, uh, Secretary of State and positions like that, you want people in place that uh, do more than manage companies and manage businesses that potentially have conflicts of interest. In other words, you don't want, you know, you, you don't want an oil tycoon over the Environmental Protection Agency or, or being Secretary of State. I would think you wouldn't want that because just the philosophy is an oxymoron, you know, but yet and still, these are the types of people that Donald Trump is, is getting ready to line up in office, people that can continue to do favors and help him align his businesses, which have nothing to do with what's uh, eminently important with the American people. He might hide that under the guise of, well, if my businesses are doing fine, I can personally start hiring more people and all that. But he's in that 2% group of people that have no interest in the very people that voted for him, those those 68% in those red countries, you, uh, red red states, uh, you can call them redneck states or whatever you want to call them, but those, those are, those are, unimpl- those are uh, uneducated. Those 68% people that he gained those, the majority of his votes from came from Whites who did not go to college—that's uh, that's on the books as being known—and these people believe that past administrations haven't had their interests in mind. What they need to understand is that it's also about poverty, and if you haven't gotten yours by now, you're grouped in there with the rest of us. 
who who are, who keep expecting those who are suppressing us to actually give us a chance to to step up the ladder and 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 and, and come out of the the, the the holes of the outhouse and then be able to use the bathroom upstairs in the big house where well, that's not going to happen so um how do we go about addressing these things dr quicko in terms of in terms of thinking for ourselves independently, starting our own brands, finding, and you can start your own brands by working in your community, finding something to align yourself with. What would you say in addition to that, Dr. Kwaku, are some of the things that we can do? And as you answer that question, too, I'm looking at a caller that's on the board. So after you answer this question, we we, we can just acknowledge who this caller is and see if, they, if they're listening, where they're calling from, and if they have anything to say. Go ahead, Dr. Kwaku. Well, you know, the thing that we've been talking about all week is that the need for us to stop participating in a illegal, dysfunctional, Ill, you know, system that is only, there's, what is it, about three uh, three to 5% of the people uh, control 95% of the wealth. Well, in a mm-hmm. system, in a world system like that, it's going to be impossible for there not to be people starving in certain parts of the world because these people are getting a hundred times, a hundred million times more than their share. So, and they don't have any intention on sharing it with you or I or anybody else. Their objective is to get rich and to keep on getting rich. No matter how many billions of dollars Donald Trump has, he still wants more. So he thinks like the Rothschilds and, and, uh, the Carnegies and, and, and the Rockefellers, these people, mm-hmm. they, their objective is to be in control of everything. And so as long as we participate in that, as long as we keep buying from them, as long as we keep working for them, and what I mean by working is not working, as long as we keep slaving for them, because if we're slaving for them, guess what? They're getting richer and we are getting poor. Because everything that we have to consume, they control the prices of it. If you buy a car, they control the price of it. A car that was $10,000 five years ago is $25,000 or $30,000 now. But your salary hasn't went up 2%. And uh, this is some of the stuff that's talked about in the, the International Jew and the Wandering Jew, how they said they made it clear that they were going to control everything that we need for survival on this planet. They were going to control the prices of it. And they said, they even made the statements that we're going to give the illusion of people rising up and being successful because we're going to give them jobs and we're going to pay them a little more. I'm going to give them $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year, $50,000 a year, but it's going to cost them seventy dollars or $80,000 a year. So for all intents and purposes, we will always be working Looking up, we will never be in a position where we'll be able to say, well, I can, I'm doing okay now. I think I'll take my family on a vacation. I think I'll take my family to Africa somewhere. We'll never be able to do that because we have to, all of our energy and time is spent toward trying to survive in America, trying to live in a certain place. So it's time for us to wake up and realize that we need to go back, that we need to really start to, uh, focusing our energy on Gaviism, Amalcomism, Modernism, and and the things that they were talking about before they were they left this planet, you know. Until we do that, 
all of the praying and shouting and singing and peaceful assembling and marches is not going to do any good. We need to come together, and we and, and the struggle might be a little tough at first, but, you know, that anything worth having is worth fighting for, is worth putting in the energy. So we got we we just got to stop doing what we're doing. We got to stop thinking the way that we think. How do we stop thinking that way? We stop participating and listening to all of the garbage that they put in front of us 24 hours a day, whether it's TV, uh, media outlets. You listen to the news, and the stuff is so sickening that you can get sick just watching it. Because these people on now, they lie to us 24 hours a day. And the only thing that they're interested in is what their ratings are. And so mm-hmm. they will get on there and they'll tell us anything. And the, and the bad part is, is that we believe it. And oh, once, yeah, yeah. Once you start to believing the hype, they got you. There's nothing you can do. Because as long as they got you believing the hype, you will be just like a dog chasing his tail. You'll be going around in circles, but you won't be going anywhere. And that's where we are. We have to stop now. We need to stop now. This is 2017. Obama was not the savior. He couldn't save us because they were trying to do him in. We have got to come Mm -hmm. together collectively if we're going to overcome the obstacles that's going to be put in front of us. And they're going to get worse now because, like you say, Trumpism and all his cronies, these people are going to make Mm -hmm. it very difficult for us. They're going to change laws. They're going to change rules. They will rewrite the Constitution if they get if they get a chance to. So we better wake mm. up now and and stop. You know, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You know, a guy I was talking to a guy there. He was talking about what do you care whether uh, it's a Democrat who slaps you or a Republican who slaps you? You know, they're both the same. Mm-hmm. There has been mm-hmm. no major shift of success under either one. So it's now time for us to do it ourselves. And let's let's go ahead and find out who the call is and give them a chance to say what they got to say or if they have some questions. Yeah, okay. Who? Uh, somebody in Northeast California, who's calling? Are you still there? Yeah, this is Marion. Oh, how are hey. you? Hey, how you doing, brother? Welcome, welcome, welcome here. to the show. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I've been um, yeah. I've been listening and. I'm of the mindset that this Trump administration, I'm just trying to look at the positive side of it, that as African people, we have to find a way like we always through, like we always do through whatever administrator it is. So we know these are businessmen coming in, so we need to get business fans and start learning the law because, like you said, they are going to start changing the laws, but as we know, laws have loopholes and laws have rules, so we can always find a way to do it. And like you said about them controlling 95% of the wealth, that is true. But I also do see a lot of young men getting getting money legit. Like, you know, like people I know, and I, I know, you know, people that I know personally that own mm-hmm. their own business and doing their own thing, and that motivates me. So I mm-hmm. see it in my mm-hmm. community. I see it in my community, but, like, we need to find a way to come together and have one common goal and move like that so we can take some of that wealth back and, and, and give it to us so we can control 30, 40, 50% and start climbing up the ladder truly 
and start affecting change. Well, I agree. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah, the whole objective is for us to come together. And, and, you know, just because we are talking this way doesn't mean that there aren't people out there being successful. But my thing is if we're not successful as a group, then the masses of our people are still in the condition. I'm not talking about just America. I'm talking about Africa. We look at Africa. We got some of the richest uh, land masses over there in the world, and yet our people are starving to death. And it's because this 3 or 5% of the people are controlling 95% of the wealth. Now, how do we compete with these guys? So how do we compete with these people? That means that I don't care if you're a rapper or what your thing is. I don't care how you get your money. But if you're just getting your money for yourself, it serves no purpose <clears throat> for the community or the nation. We need to be thinking about nation. You know, how do we lift our brothers and sisters up? How do we open up stores? How do we open up uh, insurance companies? How do we open up banks? You know, and, and at the same time, you know, come together and operate in a positive, have a positive direction you're going in so that people are not afraid to come in and cater to your business. Because a lot of times you'll see African businesses now and, and black people will walk right past it. And, and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. go to Walmart or somewhere. So there's a, it's more than just the economics, it's the unity that needs to take place. And can you imagine if the Michael Jordans and the Magic Johnsons and the, all of these guys that are selling $10 million worth of sneakers every day, if all of these guys come together, they could build a conglomerate that would, you know, that would be very similar to what Marcus was trying to do, Marcus Goddard was trying to do, which was to put us in a position where we control enough of the economy where we could take care of ourselves and we wouldn't have to go to them looking for a job where they want to give us a job, at, like at Walmart, uh, making $8 an hour knowing we can't live off of it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Know, I agree with you that there are a lot of brothers and sisters out there who are making it. But the thing that I haven't seen in the last since the eighties is the coming together of those people. I remember back when Jim Brown and, and Sammy Davis Jr. and all of these guys was going to and, uh, uh, and Kareem Abdul tried to come together. Paul, Paul, Bill it. Russell, Paul Roberson, yes. Jim yeah, Brown, tried, all of those. Yes, all of those guys. Yeah, they, well, you know they tried to buy uh, a football team so that they could have a black home foot. There's no black-owned football team in the in night NFL, but it's full of black mm-hmm. It's full of black mm-hmm. but we don't yes. own. And they blocked them. This was in like in the uh, 70s. Uh, upper 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 seventy percent of the NFL is black. Yeah, yeah, but we don't own none mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, and what mm-hmm. what happens if we own if we own three or four of those teams? You know that means we co- co- we control large amounts of wealth. That can be distributed to our out to our business through other entities. We can create other business with that wealth. You know, right now yeah, all yeah. we're doing is is like we are the 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 the, the pawns that they use uh, to make money off of. You know, yeah, and like yeah. Those, we see, you, you you can't have you can't have slaves at the slave owner meetings when they sit up and have those meetings and talk about right all of these all of these secretariats and. And, and 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 prime prime thoroughbred horses that are running around there. You share your secrets. You can't have you can't have a horse come and sit in on the on on the meeting. 
and, and you know, it, it changes the whole dynamics of, of, of the talk they've had for years and years of owning of owning us. You, you, you own these teams. You own those players until you decide to trade them or cut them or do whatever. Just what you're saying, Dr. Quakey. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, see, Go ahead. Yeah, they see us as, as people who can make money for them. And see, and that's mm-hmm. the dynamic we have to change. They see us as entities that will make money for them. I don't care if it's Walmart. I don't care if it's Macy's. I don't care what big cooperation it is. We are always making money for the for the few. The many are being left behind. The only way to change that is take that power out of their hands. And the only way we can do that is withhold our dollars or find somebody else to spend our dollars with. And so those are the mm-hmm. things that we have to do. Mm-hmm. The, the, the best, the purest example that I can think of that I actually witnessed back when I didn't have, when I didn't think I had a care in the world because, you know, uh, we saw hoses and dogs and stuff affecting our people on television in the 60s, but I was one of the fortunate ones. The example in front of me, everybody on my block, 87% of the African-American population then had both parents in the household. And so there was the opportunity was, was actually getting to a point where we were one step away to something even more major than that because we owned our own cleaners, our, you know, our own nightclubs, even our own liquor stores, some of our own apartment buildings. And what, where we find the answers is in understanding the history of how that stuff got away from us. And I think, I think when we learn how it got away from us and we come to understand where the government was complicit in designing certain things to destroy our communities like that, whether it was whether it was the police turning their heads when 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 uh, supremacists came out and, and abused us, or and and they actually probably wore some of those robes when they were out of uniform, the way they experimented us uh, on us in, in Tuskegee, you know, the way this COINTELPRO that we continuously talk about infiltrated the, the Black Panthers and started a an epidemic of drugs that was only acknowledged once these white kids came out of the mountains or out of the hills down to our communities to buy more drugs than we were even selling to each other. You know, the government was complacent in our demise. So as we try and find out how to get these things back, we have to, we have to educate ourselves on how to spot the signs that exist in politics and in municipalities that are on guard and ready to pounce if they see that we start redirecting our money and rechanging our circumstances like we as a resilient people have proved we're capable of doing time and time again. But again, Dr. Kwaku, the things that you have mentioned in the past a few shows up to now in terms of how we have to gain control of our education system and how we have to start teaching at home, and where, how we have to start holding our black ch- clergy and people, and, and, and people in power, even if it's a 5013C, if you are a nonprofit and you have a church, there's a certain amount of power that you have there. 
because your church has much, has dollars to mobilize with. But if they're mobilizing those dollars to keep you fitted and clothed and, and, and driving the best cars and working on the building fund and things to keep people in the church fed, but to forget about people that are right outside your door getting shot, killed in your community, it's all, it's all mute. It's all moot, you know, what we're talking about. You know, we've got to find well, a way to break yeah. through. Well, they don't even take care of the people in the church. I mean, I have been in where where the poor people were in there giving their money, their hard-earned money, and some of them couldn't pay their bills, but because they've been trained a certain way to go and and interact and they've been told you got to give this much of your tithes and all this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think you should be paying tithes if you can't pay your PG&E, you know? But, see, and they don't explain the true nature of what the tides ideology comes from. And it doesn't have, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that this is man stuff, that you need to give 10% or 20% of your check and all this stuff. Well, I mean, if I get a 1,000 people coming to me and they're giving me 10 or 20% of, of their money, guess what? I'm rich. That ain't no different than somebody who owns slaves, like I told this white boy one day. I said, well, look, you know, you guys, got rich off of us. And he said, well, how you figure that? I said, well, i tell you what. Give me 10 white guys and let them work for me for 10 years and I'll be rich. Not 200 mm-hmm. years and not 500 years. So we have to understand what is going on in our level of participating. And certainly, for me, education is the number one thing. The one thing that I personally want to be involved in as we start to progress with, with Jeffrey's Peace Rock, Family Solutions, and G25, mm-hmm. is that we need to start a private school and start working with our kids in kindergarten because now they don't mm-hmm. have two parents. They don't have two parents of their own. They don't have grandmothers and grandfathers like we had that was teaching us. Every time we were in their, in their presence, they were teaching us, teaching us mm-hmm. how the world works and what we needed to do to be successful. Kids don't have that now. They come to school now deaf, dumb, and blind. They don't know nothing about who they are. Nobody has told them that they should be black and proud and stand up, and they don't have to take a back seat to nobody. They come there totally naked, and they uh, a lot of times they're not being cared for properly on an emotional level, uh, economic level. I have worked with families. And this is not to put people down, but just to point out the things that we are doing that are detrimental to our well-being. I have worked with, you know, some single parents who would go out and buy their boyfriend a $200 pair of jeans and and feeding their kids top ramen. You understand? And I have worked with men who they could be dressed to the to the teeth but they didn't have no money to take by and, and, and put it on the support of their kids. Well, if the mama and the daddy are not taking care of the kids and the grandmothers and grandfathers are no longer available, what happens to those kids? They raise themselves. They get in gangs. They start dealing mm-hmm. drugs. I know kids in East Oakland were selling drugs when they was 8, 9, and 10 years old, you know, because their parents wasn't around and nobody was looking out for them. And so they had to get out there and hustle. So how are those kids gonna gonna get the information that make them proud to be who they are if there's nobody there to teach them? 
and you're certainly not going to get it in the school because they've moved into this reign of, what do they call it, common core, where they want everybody to learn the same thing, but they're not teaching mm-hmm. them anything about themselves. You know, the first mm-hmm. lesson that you ought to know, and that's part of African culture, is the first lesson that you ought to know is who you are. You need mm-hmm. to understand who you are as a, as, a, as a human being on this planet, where you come from, what is your purpose on this planet. Your purpose yeah. is not yeah. to come over here and be the best mathematician or the best English teacher or the best social worker. Your purpose is something that you have to define for yourself, but it comes from when you have a solid foundation, when you have the mother and father, when you have the grandmothers, the uncles and the aunts, when you have the, the, the strong communities that are supporting all of those things that are necessary for a child to grow up healthy. So that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. You know, and, yeah, and, and yeah. we have got, and, and since we don't have that now, we've got to create a, a school system, a, another cool school system, where when the kids come to school, they can learn that stuff. When they're in mm-hmm. the first grade, they can, we can teach them about who they are and how important it is for them to grow up and be strong and that they have the power and the ability to make changes in this world because now they feel like they're lost and helpless, and that's why they're out there murdering each other. So it's 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 about education. Sure, economics is a part of it. Sure, justice is a part of it. But you cannot enslave a person who refused to be enslaved. And the mm-hmm. only way that person will stand up and fight and will not allow you to enslave them is when they know who they are, when they understand, mm-hmm. when they understand mm-hmm. some of the, the true African people who came here who marched into the sea and drowned rather than to submit to slavery. Some of the slaves that if they had them, they had them chained in the bottom of those boats would have jumped in the ocean and, 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 and rather be eaten by sharks than to submit to slavery. They don't know nothing mm-hmm. about that kind of pride. And, and mm-hmm. we have to teach them. We have to teach them that. It is our responsibility. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just to go out here and, and make money and, and live in a nice neighborhood and have a nice house. All that stuff is fine. But we can have all of that stuff, and we can still have a dynamite community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a caller from Donaldson, it looks like, wherever that is. Are you still with us? Hello? Or are you just listening? Yeah, I'm in the. Yeah, that's fine. You know what? Excuse me. What? If you want, yes. if you want to put me on blast, that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm in the laundry mat. It's not a good time to speak. I'll chime back in. Okay. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Thank, we, you. We, we, well, thank you for yeah, calling. Yeah, in, yeah. Absolutely no problem. Absolutely no problem. No problem. <clears throat> Sounds a little perturbed. <laughs> But, uh, you know, just acknowledging people when they call in and stuff. And um, you don't have to, again, you don't have to speak if you don't like to, if you don't want to. Um, uh, If you're calling in, if you're you're calling in and you just want to listen, that's fine. That's that's fine. You know, we... We are, we, are, we also it. welcome we also welcome a difference of opinion. You know, that's yeah. what this that's, that's what this democratic to. viewpoint that's what this they democratic viewpoint is all about. Them, mm-hmm. We want we want them to come on and challenge us. And if you have some information that you think the community needs to be aware of, you need to come on here and share it. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. This isn't about Dr. Mm-hmm. Brinko. This isn't about Corey Jeffers. This isn't about Andre. 
This isn't about Roslyn. This is about educating the community so that we can all be uh, be a better force in the, out here in the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. And uh, uh, as we move forward uh, in our in our conversation and stuff here too, um, oh, uh, this 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 gentleman who's listening in. We have you set up in a in a way. If if, if you want to get a word in, you're certainly welcome to uh, to uh, you know when there's a lull in the conversation or whatever, you you can certainly chime in here. And uh, again, thank you for for tuning in. And um, uh, you you can you can uh, pass this information on how how we roll here to any friends and relatives and, and, and people that you know that might want to get in on some of the things that we're talking about here. We believe in in, in community and being all-inclusive, but in being truthful in doing that. And sometimes it means, um, you know, uh, talking about the imbalance in, 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 in how things are run, but certainly not to reverse anything and, 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 and put anybody or any groups under our shoes the way we've experienced that, but, but to just pull us up so we can all just be, even if, even if left alone and recognized as equal, being allowed to have the same opportunity across the board, if that's all it is, that's fine. You know, that's what, that's what we're all about. And right now we have a large uh, number of things to talk about in a social atmosphere to 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 address what it's going to take to kind of balance things out, and we certainly hold ourselves accountable. Accountable, Dr. Quake, who you always talked about how it's not just on those that marginalize us; it's on us too for participating in these things and 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 disrespecting each other and doing certain things that don't set good examples uh for our for our kids now i i was with uh, the boys and girls club yesterday and and uh a guy i played basketball with in high school has been executive director of the Oakland chapter which covers three different demographic areas in Oakland and uh, executive director Cal Stanley uh who's been doing this for upwards of 30 years graduate of University of Pacific up there in Stockton. Um, he's allowed uh, a couple of guys that, I, that we all of us came from the same area in, in, in sports and in inner cities and stuff. And Donnie Martin is a legendary basketball player, won a state championship and one of the last TOCs, tournaments of champions, that, as we know, where the Warriors play at the Oracle Arena, that's where they had the state championship there, had a chance we all played together. Um Donnie went on to Long Beach and played overseas and uh, was one of the last cuts of the Warriors, uh, Golden State Warriors back in the 70s. But um, he has an organization called Be About It Basketball, which is a revolutionary new concept in basketball and how we teach our kids and, and and how the game can grow with them, just like Little League Baseball, like Pop Warner Football. You bring the, you shrink the game down to the level of the child so they learn good fundamental practices. And then there's also Alonzo Small, who played for Skyline. And we, 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 you know, he was there in the Tom Hanks era. Well, he has an organization called Shoot Baskets, Not Guns. And it talks about 
of course, sports and what goes into sports psychology, it's health and how you eat and getting good grades. It teaches more fundamentals than just basketball. It's mentoring, same thing with the – then there's Michael London's uh, raised racket snack guns, and he works with the uh, uh, U.S. Tennis Association. He was a, a tennis pro for a number of years and, you know, uh, grew up and transcended some circumstances as a young adult and started this organization, uh, Michael London Youth Tennis Spot, which is a mobile tennis organization that uh, is in some of the uh, uh, inner city schools now. You know, you have these charter schools that don't have they, – they teach you education, but they don't have a physical fitness thing in place. And so my, and so Mike London has been uh, uh, offering these tennis uh, instructions and services as not only a way of staying fit, but as a way of addressing uh, inner city issues. There's uh, Brother Bendrick Foster out in the Iron Triangle of Richmond with, uh, um, uh, God, what's the name of this, uh, a New Life Movement. This guy was a, uh, a gangster of sorts in Richmond, and, and he's changed his life. He dropped. His story is very unique because out of, out of the clear blue sky with all of these things, that these uh, czars have at their fingertips, he just walked away from everything. I don't mean he said this is my last batch and this and this and, you know, so on and so forth. He actually had loads of money and other things, and he just walked away from it. He just walked out of the place. He had, he had never gotten incarcerated. He never got shot. He'd been close to all of those things, but he just walked away from it. Like 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 an act of God, he walked away from it and never went back to, it. you know. There's there's young Marcus Cummings up in Antioch with Bay Area United. There are some there are some guys out here that are making a difference in the community, and they're not doing it for profit. These are nonprofit organizations. These brothers have been spending money out of their pockets. They haven't gotten haven't received grants yet. They're working towards that, but they are leading by example because they've always been leaders and not followers. But it took certain circumstances or just a change of heart to get them to understand that there's a calling on their life and a calling in the community. And we see those examples through everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, dog. So, uh, you know. Yeah. So, 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 uh, would you you want to chime in here too, or uh, you just agreeing with us? Because that's all fine too. We're just opening up the floor so everybody can have a chance to talk. I'm gonna, I, I can back out of here if anybody has something they'd like to add to the stuff. Yo, did you unmute me? I apologize. I must have unmuted myself accidentally. I was just actually talking to a a, a friend of mine. I. I ran into a friend of mine. You guys caught the excitement. I didn't actually mm-hmm. mean it, but uh, oh, isn't that good okay. to know that you caught some reality there, some Donaldson's mm-hmm. reality? That's what that was. Donaldson's oh, okay. Well that's, well, that, well, well, that's definitely welcome. That's definitely welcome. Where is Donaldson? No, I am Donaldson. Oh, now, you listen. are Donaldson. Okay, okay. Yeah. Came across the board here like 
you know, we get we get stuff that says California, Seattle. This one said Donaldson. I thought it might have been the location, but it's your phone. Well, we certainly welcome you. What, what city are you in? Respect. I'm actually calling from um, the Bay Area. And oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I was – hey, you have a good night, sir. Um, what it was was I was – well, Donaldson is just basically a name that I use mm-hmm. to describe myself. Jeremiah mm-hmm. is the name that was given to me by my mother and father. But that's okay. their name for me. You see? That, mm-hmm. And then this, what happened is that the, the, the state, right, they literally hijacked that name. See? The, ordinarily, the name would have been put in the Bible or whatnot, but the state took over the role of keeping track of the names it, it's a common law process, right? So it, mm-hmm. but in some ways, it is the one granting of authority that we all do that we don't recognize. Mm, that's an interesting perspective. Okay, okay. How did you find out about our show? So, so the reason why I choose Donaldson as a name mm-hmm. is because on the birth certificate. It states, you know, Jeremiah, and then my name, Guthrie, right? But my dad's name is Donald, right? Mm-hmm. But so I'm 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 Donald's son. That's a more mm-hmm. accurate description of me, if you want to really get down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. But but okay. now what did, what was your last question? Oh, I was just wondering, how, how did you hear about our show, too? I'm a surfer. I just was surfing talk show, and oh. I like to talk. I listen to intelligence. I search for people who have intelligent conversations, and when, they, when I spot something that I want to get involved in, I just try to kind of, like, say hello, and hopefully we mm-hmm. match, and if we, if we don't, then... God bless. <laughs> but I think, honestly, uh, in I mean, it seems like based on the, the the subject line in your in your heading for for the app, mm-hmm. for the promo on TalkShoe, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it was something that was attractive to me. So I mean, I figured if I got okay. on and began to dialogue. I would be able to connect with some people that were probably on the same in the same sphere of thinking. And I was right because I literally have some child support issues going on right now. Um oh, where okay. in fact in fact, in fact, check this out you guys. My ex-wife, right? Well, she's not even my ex-wife yet, but she's been expecting me <laughs> to divorce her. This woman who has who married me and made a commitment and vowed under to God, right? has expected mm-hmm. me to file divorce against her mm-hmm. has, and has never filed divorce against me, but has expected me to do it instead. And also, all because she's thinking that I'm supposed to be the one taking responsibility, you know? And mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't that oxymoronic? Because you're like, wait a minute. You want to talk about taking responsibility? What about the oath you made to in front of God to stay together through thick and thin? Mm-hmm. You know what's what's really going on? You know, 
And I don't know, man. Okay. I just, so I just, well, the issue with the child support is this. I sent a letter to child support in California, Riverside, with the intention of noticing them of the status that I would now claim, which is that I'm not basically in agreement with them when they when they claim that they have given my family lawful money. You see? They try to mm-hmm. say that I have a huge a huge debt of, you know, money. And they, that's why they suspend my license, and that's why they put the, the lien on the bank account, and that's why they do all this other shit, or put the lien on, my, you know, the um, on the check or whatnot, garnish the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Other stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, can I ask okay. you a question, bro? But, but did they? But but did they give? One sec. But did they give lawful money? Where's the evidence that they actually gave lawful money? Because if it's not on the documents anywhere, a claim under law, Title 12, USC, Section 411, saying demand to redeem in lawful money on any of the documents, checks, whether it be a check, whether it be a letter, then there is no claim to lawful money, and it's just all fiat. It's all, it's all unlawful, and they can't make a claim that I owe them in lawful money, which is basically the FRN. They're, they're making the demand for FRNs, Right, and that's that is deemed to be lawful money under Title 12, Section 411. But nowhere in any of the documentation of these people does it make a claim to lawful money. But go ahead. Well, let me ask you this: Have you had a summons to go to court in reference to child support? Uh, was there a court order ordering you to pay a certain amount? No. But see, then the- Sorry about the noise. It's probably, it's probably, it's probably not legal, but what you have to do is that you're going to have to go in there and file a form, you know, because they cannot just arbitrarily without a judge signing a form saying that they can take so much of your money. Somebody had to go into court to make that happen or, or somebody sent you some bogus papers. Actually, you know what, to be honest with you, now that I recall, because that was kind of a long time ago, I should have said I don't remember, but. I was kind of ignorant then, and yeah, I think I did sign an agreement with with them to pay a certain amount of money per month, and you know what? Honestly, I didn't know what the hell I was doing then. I really didn't. Damn, you are amazing, dude. Seriously. Well, you you, you know what what they say about that, don't you, in a court? Uh, I do. Yeah, the the, the fact that you didn't know about it is, is, is not a legitimate excuse. But yes, oh, but, yeah. but you can yeah. open the case back up. You you right. still have the right to go down and open the case back up and, and you have a right to present evidence of what you're able to pay versus what they may be taking. Because if you didn't mm-hmm. pay and she went down and filed for some assistance, they would automatically do that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you yeah. have to it's it's you know, I, I know it, it's it's easy for people to get sidetracked when they, especially when they're emotionally involved, and they don't follow through on things. But you can go down to that court and reopen this case at any time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that the thing that was was interesting to me, you guys, was that um, I made a video recently called "Tolling for Lacking the Legal Capacity to Make Decisions," and what that require re, is about is tolling the statute of limitations when you don't mm-hmm. when you when you woke up to a certain knowledge or when you had a realization or something, you go back and realize, well, I may, I didn't realize what I was doing back then. Well, in California. Mm-hmm. They have statutes. Give me one second. I'm trying to actually get this thing to... There we go. Hold on. It says at 352 of the Code of Civil Procedures, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. exactly say this. You can look this up, but this is in reference... That's the statute. But this Mm -hmm. is something from... Let's see. Let me just go ahead and read it. Tolling for lacking legal capacity to make decisions. If, when a cause of action accrued, the person entitled to bring the action was lacking the legal capacity to make decisions, the period of limitations under code civil procedure, blah, 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 for bringing the action is told for the time of the disability. Ooh, meaning told, it, goes, it, mean, it means it runs back for the entire time of the disability to the beginning of it, mm-hmm. in other words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, then, and that's under code of civil procedure, section 352A. So that's what, that's what you want to look up for that. And it says, for the purposes of Code of Civil Procedure 352, a plaintiff is lacking the legal capacity to make decisions if they're incapable of caring for his or her property or transacting business or understanding the, na- or understanding the nature or effects of his or her act. And I can quite honestly tell you that when I agreed to that uh, amount in child support every month to be garnished out of my check. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know that. So it, I means, was so, so it means under that. So it means under that statute, you can revisit it again because you weren't. Uh, yeah. Clinically resolute. You a good case that. there because I correct. had mm-hmm. a guy. I had a guy uh, with a similar situation, and they was taking his money. And when he went down and filed a, a reversal for a reversal on it, he found out that they legally they didn't have no right to take any money out of him, period. So they had to mm. pay him the money back that they had taken. So you need to follow through to get, get you some legal advice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. We have two more callers in, too, we want to get to. But, of course, uh, Mr. Donaldson, we appreciate you calling in and sharing some stuff that the listeners can probably have learned something from this and, 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 and please keep in touch with us again and, and continue, uh, continue listening. No doubt. Um, we'll, and, and, and we'll come back to you if you want to stick around too, but we're, we're going to jump on yeah, a couple I'll of these callers. We I'm have to go ahead and mute here. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. That was fun. I- mm-hmm. Okay. We have another person from California who we have calling now. Who's on and the line? Might just, and, you, and they might just be listening. I don't know. So, you are I've got a couple I've of people couple here, people now, here now, now that, uh, that uh, can chime in can if chime you'd like. Right. Hello? Hello? Brother Corey. Dr. Corey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bless you. What's up, brother? What's going on? Man, you know what? That uh, was that. Mr. Donaldson was a, the last caller. He just finished speaking. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Pastor Warren from Seattle speaking. Hey, how are you? How you doing, doing, Pastor Warren? Man, it, every Thursday night I'm a therapist, you know, psychologist. I need soul vibration every Thursday. Yes, sir. We certainly appreciate you. You hear what I'm saying? This is some medical. Hey, uh, we're getting hey, some reverb. This is, this is Devin yeah. from Seattle, too, by the way. Hi, Devin. How you doing? Thanks for calling in, oh. Devil. Devin. Devin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Devin, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. speak on that child support issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they set us up. First of all, you know, sometimes we don't know. And we got brothers incarcerated still getting billed for child support. You know, this is such mm-hmm. a uh, genocidal system dealing with our black men. Then they divide the family because soon as you have the baby or you have a disagreement, they tell you to go get on welfare. And we have to know historically, mm-hmm. even if you had that baby out of wedlock, we still was responsible to take care of that child. So they come up with all um you know, the uh, child support, I had a friend, Mike, and uh, he went to prison and came out. Matter of fact, my cousin, and he had $100,000 in, in child support. He went down there and petitioned, and it reduced a little to little or nothing. And yeah, see, well, you know, why, mm-hmm. one of the things about that, Pastor, I used to work for the DA's office in Contra yeah. County. And see, what guys don't know, and that's the reason why that bill piles up on what guys don't yeah. know is while you're incarcerated, you can write a letter to the court and tell them that you're incapacitated, that you don't have any ability, and they will put that on hold until you get out, and then they'll start charging. But most guys don't know about it because they don't keep up. A lot of times, guys, will, will they'll get sent letters to an address that they had before, and if you to the court, they just automatically kick this stuff in. But yeah. now... You're able to get that oh. stuff off, but you, you, you it, it's incumbent upon you to know the rules and the and the laws around that stuff. Uh, they expect us to be lawyers. So uh, if, tell me about if it. You, if, you, if you sit back and don't do nothing, you, you, I, I've seen guys come out and owing seventy, eighty, hundred thousand dollars in, in child support. And they said, "Well, I was in jail," but they did all they had to do was just to send a letter to the court and let them know that they were in jail. But they didn't know that because they didn't mm-hmm. know the Yeah. Yeah, that's why I keep uh, rebuking these all these apostate churches that have been around 100 years. With, again, we're not buying any property. We're not providing services for our youth and our elderly who help build these dead churches. And then, like you're saying, as you know, every church got a, a member incarcerated. And then these dead churches, mainly, we look to talk every major city, look at Oakland, it was all these so-called big churches, but what, robbery and shootings every day. You see, they had mm-hmm. a shooting the other night on Tuesday, right when they was voting in a council meeting, and one of the council members, a daughter was in the courtyard, they said they heard the gun like it was right inside the hall, right there on 14th and Broadway, uh, at the bus stop. You wow. see, you understand, and we, we need to be um, challenging these dead churches and these so-called organizations and put them, you know, put them, put them on Front Street, you know, because they should be sharing this information, and we should be having people in these churches. Doctor, like you and Corey, has worked in the system. I work in the system, but they're not even educating the people in the churches. Right. Well, well see, you know, a, see, a lot of times, 
a lot of times people have, and I've talked to a lot of ministers, and and they they feel like their responsibility is to deal with the spirituality, and they don't want to deal with the reality. The reality of it is that we have real problems, real issues, and and church members have real problems and real issues that need to be dealt with, and ministers have got to change their direction. Sure, you want to deal with spirituality. That is mm-hmm. that is the the, the 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 primary objective. But if if the, if everything else is raggedy, you know your spirit is not going to be up. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, uh, come I'm with you. Hey, can I can I add something on that? You know, by the certainly. way, certainly, certainly, yes. So I, there was I was just talking. Uh, you know, friend, I, I do. Uh, I started about a month and a half ago. I started uh, tutoring Spanish lessons, right? And I got to talking with them and. He was explaining with me, you know, how he was kind of interested in some things. And and bottom line, we're talking about church things, and you just said something about the organization. You know, a lot of times, you know, these organizations want to put, uh, you know, God in a box. Like, he just operates only in one way. Um, You know, but that's the the wrong way to go on things. Because like you said, you know, some some pastors and some ministers, uh, they got their church building, and, uh, you know, they're expecting that, hey, you know, if a person comes in my building, then I'll minister to them, but then they don't want to go outside of the building, you know, and do actual work that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Bible, if you look at the Bible itself, Jesus dealt with politics. There was politics yeah. in that in that whole mm-hmm. scenario. Then all, then all you have That's to do right. is, is, is look at the works that, Mar- that Martin Luther King did. Martin Luther yeah. King didn't just come to church and preach. Mm-hmm. He dealt nope. with he dealt. He dealt with the things the same way Jesus Christ, yes, the so-called mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, would have dealt with things. Yeah. You have to take. You have to take it to the street. You have yeah. to, your ministry. Oh, yeah. Your oh, ministry yeah. has to move outside of those doors. It's not about yeah. locking locking the safe, taking the yeah. people's money, and then yeah. sending oh, them yeah. back out into the street. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and 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 you have to give them some when they when they leave your church they're supposed to be hope when they leave that yeah. it goes with them. And, that, and and that hope comes in dealing with the reality of their yeah. everyday lives. There's more stuff yeah. that happens right. to these people right. other than just on Sunday, other than just yeah. on Bible mm-hmm. study night, other yeah, than just that's those right. things. Giving people fundamental things to keep them to keep them focused. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. common sense, common sense things we can figure out as well. You know, yeah. a lot of that oh, stuff yeah. is oh, common yeah. sense. I don't have to read the Bible to know that I shouldn't yeah. go after somebody else's wife, that I shouldn't yeah. hate my neighbor, that I yeah. shouldn't. That, you yeah. know, yeah. there are certain things in there. But, but again, now see, if we were giving, if we were giving a a a a, a social. Uh, type of thing at the Oracle Arena, say, like, for instance, where the Warriors play. For those of you yeah. who aren't from the Bay Area, you've heard of the Golden State Warriors. Warriors. State Warriors. So, so, so there's an arena. So if we were to give something there and invite all the church clergy and we talked about how to build their congregation and how to bring more money to the churches and, 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 and having a, a First Lady's fashion show and a, and, a, and a pastor and deacon's fashion show, all these churches would have no problems with showing up for this thing because they all want to outdo each other and they all want to, you know. But at the end of the day, if we if we reach, I wonder how many of those churches we could reach out to and say, 
Because, see, you have a bunch of alpha males. When you're talking about church mm-hmm. clergy, you're talking about people who, 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 want to con- who are controlling their circumstances. But are you, mm-hmm. as, the head of, as the head of your church, are you willing to come and accept a subservient role other than just saying that you're serving Jesus and you're serving God? Are you willing yeah. to come and fellowship with other pastors on an equal platform and talk about real issues that are happening in the community. You could bring, I'll bet you, I'll bet you in all these churches, if you combine, you know, Allen Temple, Axel God, I'm not calling them out, but I'm just saying churches of that size and magnitude, churches that have 15 and 20,000 people, that we took the whole Bay Area, San Francisco, and, and, and the general Bay Area population, I know we could fill the Oracle Arena. There's no doubt about that. If we got, yeah. if we got, which holds 20, 21,000 people, if we got 21,000 people in that church and we talked about what was happening out in these streets and we had on the panel representatives from the different police agencies and representatives from different municipalities that have a say-so when they go back to their offices and they have, and they have, and they have control and, 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 and supervision over some people there, I'm wondering, is it possible to actually actualize and realize and, and have the realization of, of, an, of, of something like that happening and getting corporate sponsorship behind it? Because at the end of the day, what it, what, it, what, what it would expose are truthful things. And, 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 and to move past our differences, we got to be able to put the truth on the table. And we don't have to point fingers. We read the paper. We already see what happened, what's been happening. We have to come together to figure out how we can better our community and what better place to start than in the churches, the places that are in every corner of Oakland. There are churches in North Oakland, East Oakland, mm-hmm. West Oakland. I've never I heard of South Oakland agree. yet. But, yeah. So, we have to get people together, people that, people that are in power that refuse to use their power for the betterment of the people. We have to start holding them accountable yeah. and making them understand that, look, uh, and, and, and we, have, we have black newspaper uh, 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 in Oakland. It's the Oakland Post, Richmond, oh, Berkeley, yeah. Vallejo, Stockton. The Post goes everywhere. So does the Bayview. So, 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 so does the uh, mm-hmm. Recorder. Those are over in San Francisco, which means that those those free newspapers, so you don't even have to spend a quarter, those newspapers go into barbershops, hair salons, uh, liquor stores, uh, 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 cultural arts centers. So these papers reach every minor and El, El Mundo, which is which yeah, is Latino. Latino. It reaches every, every last, last corner of uh, minorities. So the message is out there. But, again, are, are the churches going to pick these newspapers up and actually mobilize their congregation to back something up that we're trying to do? Or are we going to have to just keep talking about it on this show and depending upon, and depend upon well, our listenership to take the, the message back? You know what? Back I don't know. That depends. That depends. I think I think honestly that depends on whether or not how many of the community members actually um, get involved in committees of safety 
that are involved in the Certainly. churches. Mm-hmm. So if you have a committee of safety and and you're not in the church, you might want to get in one, start influencing members of that church to get in the committee of safety, and then you'll be able to do more influencing on the local government. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Very yeah, good point. Yeah, I, I want to share something. Um, that's a good point, you see. But, you know, I'll tell you a reality that these churches are so dead that that's why most people won't even go in. And, you know, again, I had people who, you know, my father, I mean, my granddad helped build a lot of these big churches in Oakland, and they just say, I'll be a phone caller where you've been hurt that stuff all your life, and they ain't even bother yeah. to call you and see that you need any help. So like we said earlier, I, I believe this is me now. When I read the, the Bible and I look at some of these churches, they're preaching a, a different Jesus because Jesus in the Bible Went down there with the toss-ups, you know, the prostitutes. He didn't go down and kick her to the curb and say, you're dirty, you know, blah, blah, blah. He went down there to help her. And then the religious people and the, and the other folk was, you know, well, he's down there with that prostitute. But he helped her, and he said, go and send no more. He didn't go say, go and send more. So if we go out into the community, which is supposed to be there, we're supposed to um, uh, minister to that physical need first. Whether you mention Jesus or not, that shouldn't be the the um, point when you're helping someone, no matter who they're with. For example, um, I met um, is um, Wade ran for city council in 2013 for Kent, Washington. Tom Sowers was a uh, Korean. I met Tom at the gas station because I was dealing with a, a Ku Klux Klan redneck landlord. Didn't know it, and he was a, a white pastor, right? So um, he was mm. putting the sign up. We started talking, and, I, and he said, well, I'll come by tomorrow. He came, right, and he ran for city council for Auburn. Then they brought another white guy and split the vote, but uh, Tom would have won it, right? But the point is, mm-hmm. Tom was out there in the community when I met him. He came by the next day. You know, he went before the council, and like, like we're saying, uh, everybody else at the council, I don't care if they're gay, straight, skinheads, but they down there – you know, getting there, but when they leave, they're in the street, they're mobilizing. And, you know, so we should, as the pastors, we should be out there not recruiting for a church, but trying to help the need of the people, and then they'll come into the church. Mm-hmm. See, but we got mm-hmm. it twisted. We want you to come in there working for PG&E or the exactly. city, rolling a Range uh, Rover and ooh. giving that money, and then you okay. We went. We had our men's home for 22 years Seven minutes so with the late pastor Art, East Oakland. We went in and rehabbed the houses, and what we did, we had 24-hour transitional home. We didn't say you had to come to our church, right? But we got them jobs. You know, the city came against us a couple of times, but we did that for 22 years. The pastor Art died, and when he had the funeral, these Negroes coming out of the woodworks, I ain't seen these fools in 22 years. Where'd you come from? And they took you know an offering at the dang funeral. All it would really mm-hmm. take would be, a, like, if you check this out, you guys, a community, uh, a couple of churches, get it together in your local counties or whatever, with one or two people in there, and get a committee together and begin to recruit from within each of those churches, basically. Correct. You know what That's I'm saying? That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. See, and again, let's talk about the Black it's Panthers. That, the Black Panthers wasn't a church group, but they started the first free uh, feeding program after school program, breakfast program. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. Here comes J. Edgar Hoover, you, um, 
came in there with the FBI mm-hmm. and, and came in there and, and split the whole thing up. So, again, you have mm-hmm. to watch what you bring into your camp, too. Yeah. You know, really yeah we got two more callers. We got, just, we got two more callers, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's, let's bring the other callers in. But, I mean, just, just in closing, I'm not just spouting this off. I mean, these are all very possible ideas. I believe that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an off opportunity. opportunity. Certainly, certainly. Very, very, very good. Very good insight on that. We have somebody we else have somebody. from Washington, California. What's going on? Anybody like to see? on tonight? Fine, fine. Is this Brother Antoine? Yeah. Okay, okay. Our, 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 our U.S. Our U.S. Our electrician. electrician. Oh, Rob, brought you back to Antoine. Huh? Welcome to the show. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Thank you for calling in. Um, we 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 are we got about another fifteen. We're blowing it up pretty good here. We got about fifteen more minutes. And uh, again, what I'd like to do at this particular time is just remind people that you are listening to Galaxy Talk Radio. And this is Soul Vibrations brought to you by T25CL Entertainment, which is a global music and film distribution company. Um, Every Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Every Tuesday, we have Straight Talk with the Hired Brush, Barbara McGee. Wednesdays, you can visit Roslyn's Corner with Roslyn Jordan Mills. Of course, Thursday, CJ, that's me and Dr. K. Uh, with Soul Vibrations, and then uh, also on Friday, you can get the keys to the kingdom by tuning in to Sandra Keys. So, um, again, we really, really appreciate everybody who's uh, called in today and who's participating. Tell your friends, tell your family, and even tell your enemies, people that that you have differences with. You can you can come on this show. We can talk about it. We can work it out. Uh, we can bring it to light and empower other people. Again, also visit our website at www.t25cl.com and learn about the movie United We Stand. United We Stand is one of one of our major projects that uh, we got completed uh, recently. Uh, and what it is is it, it's a it's a, uh, uh, a film concert documentary that addresses uh, some issues over in Africa, uh, in, in Liberia, Nigeria, Ghana, Malawi, the Ivory Coast, Senegal, and Sierra Leone. And the issues that are over there are issues that we deal with here. Uh, there, all of these issues are the same. The uh, the resources and the things that motivate them uh, are basically this. Uh, you know, they may differ. You know, we talk about oil and diamonds, but we still talk about the two percent, the elite wealthy over in Africa. There's hunger, health and wellness, women's rights, sustainable energy, education, and poverty. All of those things exist right here. We have hunger issues here in the United States. We have health and wellness issues, especially with this new administration that's talking about getting rid of Obamacare. We have women's mm-hmm. rights and domestic violence issues. 
sustainable energy is something that we're transitioning to here in terms of solar energy. You have to be careful with what you do with solar energy, too. They, they install these things uh, for free, but a lien comes out on your property. At some point, you pay for it. You just don't pay for it up front. So you have mm-hmm. to watch for that Wizard of Oz that's, that's hiding right. behind the curtain. Education uh. is a big issue here. Dr. Kwaku and I helped mobilize uh, uh, Yes on 55 because even though we need to educate at home and re-educate in our, within our cultures, we still have a shot public school system. And, and, and until we can uh, start learning at home and doing all those things and re-educating ourselves yeah. culturally and individually, we still need to fix, uh, put, we need to put some patches over the holes in terms of our public school system. And Yes on 55 got passed, the organization that Quaker and I worked with out of Concord, oh, right. the largest, uh, uh, reached out, we reached over 3 million members throughout Northern California. What, what this thing, what this bill did when it passed was it held the elite 2% to paying their fair share of taxes, which means they make a quarter of a million dollars or more. They only have to pay $2,500 of taxes. It creates a $8 billion a year surplus of which Special interest groups will get half of it, but there's an audit accountability system in place that made sure that $4 billion a year will go into the classrooms, which means we can hire up to 22,000 more teachers, janitors, bus drivers. So from that standpoint, we've got a temporary patch over the hole until we come up with another way of teaching. And then when we look at the poverty roles that are in existence, we're having encampments that are popping up all across Oakland. From what I see, there's some by the, by the courthouse, some by the social services center, some by the police department. And according to uh, demographically the way these statistics are breaking out, you it won't be unreasonable to expect to see encampments popping up all across the United States. So oh, all yeah. of these issues that I just talked about, are issues that are addressed in this movie, United We Stand. Again, seven African countries, the commonality is music. So there are entertainers in this. There, there are some great artists that are in this film. It was introduced down in San Pedro at the Warner Grand Theater. Of course, we're trying to get it up here, the Grand Lake Theater. There are other places that we're negotiating with to try and get this film put yeah. out. But there's, a, but there's a message in this film. Eight, some of these countries in Africa, 800 women a day die in childbirth. I'm not talking about a year. 800, that's how populated uh, African, the continent of Africa is, all those countries. 800 women a day die, complications during childbirth. Imagine having, having complications and, and bleeding profusely in childbirth, and then the lights go out at midnight. Yeah. We take, when your lights go out here, you haven't paid your PG&E bill but you can pay yeah. when the lights go back on. There the lights go out until the sun comes up. You're off the grid. So people are using flashlights. Uh, there's a Bay Area doctor who's introduced these little power packs that you can, that you can attach to the uh, electrical boxes that will provide at least temporary lighting in these uh, midwives deliver babies in most of the African. You only have so many large hospitals. Most are clinics. And these clinics have midwives, and they're off the grid at a certain hour. So this yeah. movie covers all of that through music, through B footage that shows you what's happening in each country, 
and all of these issues that we just talked about. So, again, you can rent this movie. I think it's five ninety five. You can go into uh, uh, your website, into our website, www.t25cl.com. Scroll down to the streamer. Look at the streamer first. Yeah. It'll show you what the movie's about. Then you can actually go to United We Stand. You can click on that. You can watch the movie. But keep your ears and eyes open because Black History Month's coming up. We're trying to get this movie out. Uh, uh, we had a private screening at Expressions College, which is a multimedia uh, uh, extravaganza, basically, where you can learn everything dealing with social media, filming, all of that stuff. It's in in reveal, not far from Pixar. You're familiar with uh, George Lucas and, 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 and his organization. This is a great college uh, if you want to learn how to uh, get into the social media and film film industry. But we had a private screening there. And also, again, keep your eyes and ears open. It will go into the Post and other newspapers when we finally get uh, a chance to do this press release and we find out exactly where we're going to release this movie. So um, with that being said, I'd like to go down the list here and let everybody give us all a little something, whatever you're holding on your mind and in your heart that you'd like to share with the people, and then we'll wrap this show up. And uh, um, uh, Mr. Donaldson, if you'd like to, if you have something you'd like to say, you're certainly welcome to give us give us about 30 seconds, and then we'll go down the list here and let the, everybody just take a turn. So, And, again, we thank you so much for calling in and sharing some wonderful insights and wonderful ideas with us, Mr. Donaldson. Uh, still I there? I think I'm unmuted. Oh, yeah, unmuted? yeah, yeah. We, we, we've got you. Yes, sir. We've got you. Go ahead. Well, I don't actually have anything to say at the moment. I I just okay. feel the support okay. right now from the community, and I feel that despite the okay. adversity, there is a lot of there's a lot of hope because of the mm-hmm. ability for people to come together on calls like this, and mm-hmm. because. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, human beings have the characteristics where they need connection with each other. So mm-hmm. they would be semi-lost, semi if you will, for the lack of words. I have the lack of words. But, uh, you know, like for this community is basically with the helping, you know, of this man at least. I mean, for the, uh, for the support purpose, you know. That's mm-hmm. all, and 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 it does, and, and and if I could, if I was able to pass out anything that helped anyone, then great, mm-hmm. you know. But if you mm-hmm. really want to talk and 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 chop it up and build and like grow on a subject matter, and maybe we can take something to another level and come with a remedy, and combine forces, mm-hmm. then feel free mm-hmm. to contact me. You can contact me at four one five, and I'll give my number. Two certainly. Eight, I'm gonna. Uh huh. Is it here? Five two two eight uh-huh. six two four one two, uh-huh. and then just hit me up. I also have another number five five nine four hundred forty sixty five, and then if you you know it, like like I'm studying habeas corpus right now, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm really working on on a habeas remedy for someone, and if I get this down, I mean who knows what could happen? I mean bring a couple other people 
But the idea Certainly. would be to use the knowledge to help people. So that's my that's my Great. closing statement. Thank you. Good deal. Good mm-hmm. deal. Thank you so much for calling mm-hmm. in. You can call in any. You know, you're welcome as much as you as much as you'd like to come in. We certainly welcome you in here. Mm-hmm. Also, um, let's see who else do we have here. Uh, who's next? Uh, I want to chime in um, that. When I came up here um, eight years ago, this is my ninth year, you know, for 22 years, we had the uh, 24-hour homes, um, you know, 24-7. We out, went out on the street in the van, and we would, uh, when the prostitutes run up to the van, we would tell them, what can we do to help them? And we got some off the street in our women's home, you see. Mm-hmm. And when I came here, the first thing I did I came here on a Saturday, Monday. I opened up my Chupin You Business account. Um, by the end of the month, I was um, doing feeding programs. So we've been doing a weekly feeding every Wednesday now, eight years. And we have um, mm-hmm. the Hilltop. This would be our fourth year right in the hood. And like I said, these people were here before me. And I just continued to do what I, uh, you know, what I did in Oakland. And then I connected mm-hmm. with other people. So I got Ukrainians. Natives, um, the young lady, my son's best friend's mom, best friend is a mm-hmm. native Indian. She got off work. She was five months pregnant, and um, the the Auburn police kicked their door in, went in the back room, and murdered her. You see, and and you know I was there in support. So you know this um, genocide, you know through our police and. <laughs> Excuse me, us not having any type of educational feeding program, we're just dropping the ball. We're playing. So again, like um, yeah. that, Mr. Donaldson was saying, it's very important. You know, like James Brown said, we talk aloud and saying nothing. Mm-hmm. You see, like and, 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 and look up, Miss, yeah, but look up um, um, Nina Simone, Mississippi, Goddamn. Look that record up on YouTube and listen to those. Mm, I'm familiar with that one. Wow, that's a, yeah. that's a old, that's bad. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to forget our history, and we're getting, you know, we're getting too lax, you know, and chasing money versus getting out here and helping our communities and building them up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And I'm talking okay. about three after-school programs, period. They can start this tomorrow between three and six, you know, working with STEM, science, math, the subjects we keep perpetrating, saying our black youth can't learn, and we've been perpetrating our life for 50 years. Well, you know what? It's very, it's very obvious, Pastor, Pastor Warren, that we are going to be talking long before the next show pops up. We got a lot yeah. of stuff to talk about. And, uh, yeah. again, we certainly certainly are very appreciate, appreciative of you calling in and saying, continuing to support with us. You're part of the family, you know. I mean, you're yeah. part of the TC5 family now. And and also, uh, my other brother out here in Washington, if you're still with us. Devin, he's right here. You'd like yeah, to I'm, uh, I just yeah, I just arrived, man. I had to get something to eat. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all Let good. Let me tell you how we you doing it me? up here. We got uh, mixed greens, collard, mustard, smoked turkey nuggets, pizza, and rice, cornbread. <laughs> when you guys come up here, we don't feed everybody. Yeah, too bad, too, too, too bad. We can't, too bad. I, we can't find a way to fax some of that over here right now. My fax number. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe we can get it on layaway. We might be able to ship it into you with a mail. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, who's up next? Who else wants to say something here? Okay, well, we got the Galaxy Chief on board, if you're still here. Uh, Andre Ward, CEO of T25CL Towards 25th Century Living Entertainment. Are you here with us, uh, Andre? Hotep, Hotep. Uh, I don't know if we're getting a bad connection or not. Uh, he may be gone. Uh, of course, if you're not and you get a chance, oh, okay. I guess I guess he's just listening in to us right now. But um, Dr. Kwaku, come on, take us home. Anybody else? Well, I just, I, just, I just have one thing to say, yeah, brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is going to be it for tonight, and I want to thank everybody who called in and, and certainly, we invite you to invite your friends and, and tune in every night for all of our shows. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, you know, we have music in the movies that they were talking about. We, but I have a book on the website also. Uh, it's on the e-book. It only costs like three ninety nine. You can go online and read it. It's called Whiteout. But uh, I and and it, I think you'll get a lot out of it. But first, number number one thing I want you to remember till next week is that we must, we absolutely must make a recommitment to African psychology and theology. There's no way out of this except to do that. No more, I'm American, I'm this, you this, I'm part that, I'm part that. We are all African. Okay, okay. Well, um, again, visit our website. Uh, Our website is www.t25 cl.com if you know of anyone out there male female or a veteran that has been in the system and is looking to re-enter society and you are in need of gainful employment and or housing please contact the Jeffrey's Peace Project at 510-691-7090 or by email Corey's Good News, C-O-R-Y with a Z as in zebra, Corey's Good News at gmail.com. If your family is struggling with issues as it pertains to um, clinical psychology, holistic health and wellness, uh, your mental well-being, Family Solutions, Inc. Is, might be, might be the uh, answer to some of your problems, or they will certainly find the answer to helping you out of those difficult circumstances. And mm-hmm. you can do that by visiting ninanakwaku at comcast.net. That's his email address. That's N as in nice, two I's, and N-A-N-A, ninanakwaku, K-W-E-K-U, at comcast.net. You can visit the website, www.noangernoviolence.org. You can contact Dr. Nanana Kwaku directly at area code 707-631-0276. I'm Corey Jeffries, co-host of Soul Vibrations. We certainly thank you and appreciate you, and we will see you next Thursday. Until then, hotep, everyone. Be blessed and stay encouraged.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.